Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV. Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host Jamal. With me, as always, is my co-host Reeves. Hey everyone, we're back. We're back in the saddle again, doing old stuff. All right, and with Reeves, as always, is his co-host who doesn't have a pencil or a pen. You're not going to say my name, <laughs> Brian. It's Brian. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Jamal, you seem to be getting more bored of being the host. <laughs> is that an, is, is that an honest critique? I don't. Sorry to critique you on the record, but it seems like your intros are getting more and more lackadaisical. I would agree I w- with that. I would say that when you won the right to host this past few seasons, you were very excited, excited and yeah. you, were, you were so full of mm-hmm. just passion energy. and Enjoy. energy and kind of similar to when I first had to start hosting. Mm-hmm. It has been deflated and it is now yeah. a task for you to do it. Um. I'm not, I'm not, so I'm still very excited to host. Here's the thing. I want to be louder on the mic and I constantly am getting feedback that I'm too loud. I'm bringing too much energy. And so now I'm trying to tone it down and here I am still being attacked. And I don't know if this is, I don't want to make this a race thing, <laughs> but it feels like I can't win with you guys. I mean, let's, let's talk about like, improv training you can be you can have energy and exciting and not be loud oh this is good yes educate me on how to do good improv please so okay so let's go let's do 101 here this is what reeves also likes by the way (laughs) so improv so so you've seen snl right saturday night live no i haven't okay well they do these skits and it's pete davidson and he's now dating the hold on a second can you do this in terms i understand so let's do in living color okay so you know there's okay so there's the show it was called in living color and all the weigh-ins were on it from mother to son to daughter to sister (laughs) and is that racist (laughs) every living every living weigh-ins was on this show and then there was also jim carrey and uh, they did these little skits, and mm-hmm. um, and how does that relate to improv? Yeah, this would be mm-hmm. a good connection. Hmm. So, well, I have a connection. Oh, please. Between the two shows, so this might yeah. be Jamal. Mm-hmm. So on SNL, once one of the weigh-ins who is a cast member, I think, said the f word on mm. air, <laughs> and that was improvised. That wasn't part of the script. He okay. did that to to make the show better because the show sucks so mm. or suck <laughs> it's great now yeah it's um, really good now i should say the f word sometimes yeah maybe maybe mm-hmm. just maybe just be like hey guys fucking welcome to fucking okay, pod hold on hold on brian shut up hold on for the whole thing how about you just fade it yourself hey welcome to fucking pod chef the official top mm. chef fucking podcast mm. i'm your host motherfucking jamal and with me as always is my co-host motherfucking reeves what's up reeves wow that energy is through the roof beaming you're beaming I feel great yeah you are beaming it's, yeah this is like kanye west all of the lights we're doing it again yo what's up it's your host jamal and this is okay. pod chef the official motherfucking top okay. chef podcast and with me as always is my co-host say what's up to the motherfuckers reeves okay hey what's up fuckers <laughs> and this motherfucker always has his motherfucker behind him say what's up brian fuck fuck you <laughs> <laughs> was this better I, I think it was great it okay. is an improvement i think so okay i'll remember that I can't wait to get feedback from you guys in like two episodes saying, "Bitch, mm, we like the fucks." People, yeah, so people are you. saying that Jamal says the f word too much. Yeah, <laughs> It'll be yeah. like my wife's. Why does why yeah. is Jamal cussing so much? Yeah, and th- and then it's gonna be again. I'm feeling attacked, and I don't want to make this about race. But and then what's Tom gonna say? Well, do you think Tom will like the new you? I think Tom will. Tom always comes over here and really brings energy when he comes to talk to me. He's always dressed a certain way. He's always talking a certain way. He's really yeah. out of character all the time. So uh-huh. I think he'll be fine. 
I'm a little bit worried about Tom though, because like I haven't heard from him really in the past few weeks. You know, we did mention that he seemed a little checked out all this season, like he didn't give a shit. Um, and I wonder if that has carried over into his his feelings on our podcast. It probably has. I think maybe this will pick it back up, though. I think because what he wanted us to do was to go back and watch old episodes of Top Chef and talk about them so that he could, like, relive those seasons. He could be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember when that happened. And doing the new stuff, he he's thinking, well, this just happened. I don't need to remember this. This isn't yeah. fun for me. This isn't a so, trip down memory lane. This is just happening. Which is a good segue because now we are going back to season three. We're going to go through all the seasons again. So this is truly a rewatch podcast again because uh, we're doing season three now. Mm-hmm. We're back season three. We took three weeks off for break. Um, and that, that will work because some people do take three weeks off of listening to us. So we are back from a three week <laughs> break. And now we're doing season three, episode one today um, for all star, four star all stars. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's are we an all star episode? Are we just throwing the the the, sh- the the format of the show out the window and just jumping well, right into the discussion? Well, you made me do the intro so many different times, and you also made me say the f word way more <laughs> than I want to in a month. So everything's up in the air, and I can host however I want to host, and I, I can bring however much energy I want to bring, and I'm kind of tired of this kind of like assault on my character and my hosting i didn't do this to you when you were hosting no you're right you let me host and never gave me a hard time and also i'm sorry that you've used your allotment of the f word for the month and the month just started it's 7-eleven we're not even halfway through and you can't use it anymore yeah i can't say the f word anymore now and I, i blew my entire quota on this recording so thank you brian wow that's rough I have a quota on saying the F word like um, white people have a lifetime quota on saying the N word before they get knocked the fuck out. And how many is it for us? One. Okay. One. That seems fair. That seems right. <laughs> and so now I've used up my quota for the month and I got to wait until the first of August to reset. It's like that's minutes fine. for you, right? Like, you yeah, it's my anytime minutes. minutes. I've used up my anytime minutes. Yeah. Well, you don't get free F words on the weekends. No, weekends? no, I've got Sprint. Mm. Oh, you got Sprint. Yeah. So T-Mobile. I don't have that. If I had T-Mobile, I probably have. Which one has the nation's largest five G mobile network? Uh, I think that's T-Mobile. Okay. It is. <laughs> And they are one and the same now. They constantly send me emails about mm-hmm. how they are the same. I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. They 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 formed a supergroup. Yep, they're just like AT and T and Singular formed a supergroup, and AT and T said, "Yeah, we're going to keep our name." We're not sort gonna... of like, yeah, I would say that like it's sort of like All Stars. Mm-hmm. Which, if we were starting to talk about the episode, we could transition well, but we're not. We're going to do we what we eat for dinner. <laughs> It breaks the format of the show. <laughs> okay, chefs, let's get into chefs I prepared for you. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, like you guys all know, this is a segment where we go around and we talk about what we had for food last night and just last night before the recording and no other night. <laughs> and we present it like we're talking to the judges on Top Chef. So I'll go first. Chefs I prepared for you. I had steak frites with my, I had steak frites, which were good eats with my friend Reeves. <laughs> that's what we had for dinner it was stupendous it was delicious i forgot that they came back around and gave you a second serving of steak <gasps> you guys went to um <clears throat> medium rare, medium rare? Right. we oh, went to medium rare um fuck. yep we went to medium rare we had a, a good uh man night out um oh, i want to say the food was effing good but i can't because i've used that quote up mm-hmm. um but it was amazing and then i also um sticking to my habit of always having to have an apple dessert. If there is an apple dessert on the menu, they had an apple pie and it was worth it. And then I went home and fell asleep because I was super tired. Oh, I love medium rare. That place rules. Oh yeah. I, this is the best time I've gone. And yes, the company had something to do with that, but uh, I also know how to eat a steak now. So you didn't before. Wait. Okay. No. Hold on. Okay, guys. Look, no. we all know that I've eaten things wrong a couple of ways this mm-hmm. season on this show. Jamal, mm-hmm. how did you used to eat a steak that was wrong? So, growing up, I I've always, as a kid, and this is terrible, but I always ate steaks well done. 
Hell yeah, and me too. That's as a why kid. I. That's why I always hated steak because I thought that's how you're Gross. supposed to eat steak. Because my <laughs> mom and dad would cook a steak, it would re-kill it, turn it into a shoe. Yeah, they nice literally like turn it this nice chewy thing, and I'd be like, I hate steak. Yeah. Why do people love steak so much? And it wasn't until Reeves pulled it a funny prank. On me and Yulia, <laughs> where he, this is a real thing he, that happened. This is a real thing that happened. He uh, pranked us and said we could repay him for coaching us, uh, improv coaching us by taking him out to a nice steak dinner, and we did. And it wasn't until I went to Ruth's Chris and had a steak uh, medium and not like well done that I realized, oh my god, I've been eating steak the wrong way yep. my entire life, and yep. this steak with its nice pink ju- juicy goodness on the inside is amazing and my mother and father have lied to me about this what else have they lied to me about um I so yeah that's literally during that prank where we took reeves out to a nice dinner i realized how to eat steak and since then i've become a steak boy i think that there is no better sign of a really in tune and smart comedian than someone mm-hmm. that <laughs> makes a joke with his friends that he thinks is a joke <laughs> that no one gets and he delivers it with no sense of irony because he's trying to cover it up <laughs> so much but in the back of his head he's thinking well this isn't gonna happen because this is ridiculous right and then it's clear that the thing that he suggested, the wheels have started turning and it's actually about to happen. And he doubles down and continues to commit to it. And it's not until after the thing that he suggested happens that he feels extreme remorse <laughs> that he didn't earlier say, I'm doing a bit that we, you don't have to take me to this fancy steak restaurant. So I do want to point out something, Reeves. I don't know if I told you this when it happened, but that dinner actually did cause me a lot of uh, stress because I had just moved out of my, this was like when I was 26, I had just moved out of my mom's place and I did not have money for Ruth's <laughs> And I literally asked my mom if I could oh borrow her credit card to pay for the meal because I was like... Each steak is like 60 bucks. I can't afford this. Um, So I did not pay for that meal myself. My mom treated me to a nice steak dinner. And all your friends. um, And all my friends. (laughs) But I was like, I want to do this, but I I don't make the money. (laughs) And uh, I was stressed out about that. But then my mom uh, was like, oh, you can use my card. She wanted the points anyways. Um, then I was like, oh, this is gonna be fine. And then uh, I had a stress-free meal. We dressed up. That's another thing people realize. Mm-hmm. I wore a nice button-down shirt because you got to look nice at Ruth Chris. And uh, yeah, I, that whole experience, as stressful as it was beforehand, before I knew how I was going to pay for it uh, afterwards, I was like, this is steak? Mm-hmm. This is what steak's supposed to taste like? I have been eating steak wrong my entire life. No wonder I hate steak. And I've been, now you get the hype. Yeah. Now I get it. Now I fully understand it. Um I treat myself to a steak now, every now and then. Mm-hmm. And yeah, steak frites. And, we, I, and when they came around and said, how would you like it? <laughs> Medium rare, please. Yes. What's, what's the name rare. of the place? That's, that's how I want it. What's the name of the place? Yes. <laughs> Which they then wrote in crayon on the yep, table. Yep, they wrote in crayon. Yep. And Brian, maybe you can explain this to me. Who is that for? Because he then leaves and comes back <laughs> later. He hasn't taken the table with him anywhere. So I don't, the only thing I could think of is that when they come around and give you seconds out of a big tray, almost like a trough that they shovel (laughs) steak and everything onto for you, which is really great. It's very tasty. um, Is that they can look at the table and see medium rare and be like, oh, I have that kind of steak here. I can give them this. Yeah. Maybe. I always thought that, uh, so when I've eaten there, I just took the paper home and I thought they were drawing me a nice picture that I could take mm-hmm. home with me and I put it on my fridge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that wrong? I mean, I haven't done that before. Yeah, neither have I. So the server's probably upset because the server worked really hard on this piece of art and you just didn't take it. Yeah. Yeah. We did come up with a very funny thing of because well, I was messing up on the tip for the for the meal and I said, what if you had to use this paper on the table and do the tip in front of everyone at like a big meal and like you weren't good at math <laughs> this is a bunch and of stuff just scratched yeah, out everyone's just watching you mess up the tip so i thought that would be awkward and unfunny 
I think that would be good. I think also announcing, I think the way that it should be, and maybe if this is bad to talk about this kind of stuff, you can cut it. But Mm -hmm. I think the way it should be is that the meal ends, you stand up to leave, you shake the hand of whoever served you, and you say, Mm -hmm. I will be giving you this much money. Yes. And you have to look them in the eye and tell them exactly what it is. And then you also have to do the math of what percentage it actually is. Yes. I'll say, I'm giving you a 20% tip plus a dollar. And you earned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next time you come here and you say black people don't tip, I want you to remember the nice Negro man who not only paid you 20%, but gave you a dollar over that. So it's technically over 20%. Mm-hmm. So if I hear this this slandering of my people again that black people don't tip, I'm going to say, well, what about that guy who was here last weekend who paid you 20% plus a dollar, which is... More than twenty percent. So, yeah. good. Tip. What about that guy? Yeah, pretty sure he was black. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the stereotype is gone. You blew it up. It doesn't exist anymore. You fixed it. <laughs> that dollars changed the narrative forever. <laughs> That's all it takes. One Washington mm-hmm. breaks down walls. And I and I put the dollar in his hand, so I don't put it in the tip on the credit card receipt. I just put it in his hand. I say, remember this. Mm-hmm. Remember this dollar came. You wrote all that on the dollar bill too. It was like next time you think it's a stamp. I just put it, pull out my stamp, and I stamp the dollar bill. So you ever see it? It actually voids the currency. Yeah. <laughs> I tell him, don't spend this. You can't. Yeah. You can't. But re- but remember, I gave it to you. He tries to use it. He gets so, taken to jail. And and tell everyone else here that a black guy paid you more than twenty tip more than twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Let's kill this stereotype. <laughs> Reeves, do you have to go or do you not go since you're I don't the same think as I Jamal? need to go because we are saying that that's what we ate yesterday. And it's what we both ate yesterday. As Jamal explained the rules, that's what happened. Yep. That's what happened yesterday. Um, so right. I don't think I need to. I think it goes to you. So go ahead, Brian. Try and beat that if you can. Okay. Chefs. Yesterday, I took a nice little trip to the Montclair Farmer's Market with my dear, dear wife. Wait, and can we pause and say uh, hello to Carrie? Sure. Hello, Carrie. Hey, Gary. Hello, Carrie. Unpause. We were at the Farmer's Market, and we are like, let's, let's just be inspired by the fresh produce at the Farmer's Market. Let's mm-hmm. really live into farm fresh, farm to table cooking. Let's do this. And we get there and we're like walking around all the vendors and it's lively and it's popping and you just feel the vibration of the people in the earth and the energy in the air. Mm -hmm. And I see this mushroom guy. And when I say mushroom guy, I don't mean like Toad from Mario. He was a man, but he was Mm -hmm. selling mushrooms, not a mushroom man. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I woke up to this mushroom man's. I can't what? get the image. I can't get the image. So, okay. So let's just pretend that he's Toad from Mario. This okay. won't change the story. So I walk up to Toad from Mario and he has this table. Yeah, that's the story that's in my head. And this mm-hmm. table is covered in mushrooms in different little boxes. A pretty short table because Toad's mm-hmm. pretty short. Yeah. Super small. I think he was on Apple boxes. He was on Apple okay. boxes because he was, he's like a, he was on Apple level. boxes at the mushroom stand. Well, I think they I think they exchange produce between each other. I think it's like that's their currency he's at farmers markets. Taking the boxes from the Apple guy. Maybe you saw him. I don't know. And I'm looking at his beautiful mushrooms, and I say... Hold on, hold on. The apple guy, I assume, is Tim Cook. Yes. Uh Is Tim Cook? Yeah, the apple guy is Tim Cook. And I've got another question, actually. Uh Were there question marks over these boxes, and he would kind of hit them with his head, and then the mushrooms would come out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's... So, that's what I had to do to get them, yes. Okay. Okay. So, I had to hit them with um, with my hand. I had to jump and punch. Uh. And so I got my change too, and uh, so he had this this bevy this this beautiful array of mushrooms, and he was mm-hmm. sitting in his car eating something behind the thing. So when I walked up, he got out of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he interrupted his breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And I say hello, fine sir, Toad from Mario, and not uh, battle, t- not battle Toad, oh, not battle Toad, not no, because he would oh. kick my ass. Because right, battle Toad well. is a frog. 
yeah. now I'm thinking about that he's a battle toad. So maybe okay, fine. it's good he, if you tell okay. Yeah, he's a battle toad, and I guess mm-hmm. this makes me a double dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that was my favorite game. Battle toads, double dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay. He gets out of the car and he's a big frog. And mm-hmm. and I say, Hello, sir, you have quite the array of mushrooms here. And he said, Thank you. And I said, Oh, you have morel mushrooms. And he said, We do. And I said, Wow, Carrie. I've only seen these on Top Chef before. And she was like, okay. And so I said. Had to I pause and say, hey, what's up, Carrie? Hi, Carrie. And there's my dogs are barking a lot. And your dogs are also saying what's up. So the battle toads are on their jet skis, which is the hardest part of it. And you're <laughs> yes. looking at the freaking mushrooms. And Tim yeah. Cook has given you boxes so that you can sit mm-hmm. at the same yes. level. Okay. So I say, oh, cool. Morel mushrooms. I've never had those. I've only ever seen Shoda picking them out of the forest and talking about going mushroom foraging. Same with Pascuzzi. He did that too. So I was like, well, I got to have these mushrooms. And he said, cool. These are the last mushrooms of the season. These are from the mm-hmm. West Coast. The ones that are from here are already done for the year. Best I said, all right. So let's get let's get a quarter pound of these Morel mushrooms, which ends up being like a, a – he described it as three handfuls, wow, and it cost uh, eighteen dollars mm. for a quarter wow. pound of morel mushrooms. Don't and my wife right. bought them. She pulled out her credit card and bought them. And then later, she was like, "How much a did those lax. cost? Why was it so expensive?" And I was like, "A lot." Well, they're morels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get them, and we start googling like how to cook morel mushrooms, and we saw this delicious recipe for money morels. And That's I'll, what they're called. And I'll bring it up. Yeah, money big morels. money morels. Big money morels. Why can't I find the website? I have too many windows open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here like we go. Okay. Chefs, last night we prepared for you morel mushroom fettuccine in a Parmesan cream sauce. Wow. And we also had to get some other ingredients from the farmer's market to make this because it had mm-hmm. it had um, fresh chives. We bought fresh chives to put in there. Mm-hmm. We bought... Uh, Fresh tarragon. Mm-hmm. Never used tarragon before. It looks like grass, but it tastes and smells like um, like black licorice. Yeah, it's got a licorice quality to it. People, I feel like I in a lot of recipes they'll be like use you know or like they'll give you the option with herbs and they're like use tarragon. I'm like I don't I don't get it yet. I, I haven't found mm. a recipe where I'm like yes this works. I thought this um, was good. It 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 it, good. it complimented it. Yeah. Um, and then we cooked it and it was really good. If you've never had a morel mushroom, which we had never had before, uh, when cooked, the way we cooked them, they, they took on like a, almost like a, like a beef texture. They were very like meaty and they were really good. We didn't eat all of it cause it was a super heavy cream sauce with Parmesan. So we put it in the fridge and then I was like, I'll eat it tomorrow. And then Carrie goes, didn't Jamal say that mushrooms are poisonous when you reheat them? And I said, Jamal doesn't know what he's talking about. Also doesn't think you should put sauce on pizza. But then I Googled reheating mushrooms, and the mm. internet told me not to do it. Oh, interesting. A Negro man tells you something, <laughs> and you don't believe it. So then you go to the internet, made by white people, and you go, <laughs> oh, I'll believe anything that the internet says. And when your wife points out that her black friend literally did say, public service announcement, you're not supposed to reheat mushrooms because it is bad. You can change the molecular structure of mushrooms and turn them poisonous. She accurately remembered that information. You ignored it. You didn't store it. She stored it, and she probably saved your life. There are just some things that you are, like, more weary about than the average person. Like what? Name one. Like getting tattoos or piercings. How am I weary about that? Black people's skin is one that can get keloids. But not they're still pretty rare, though. Why? Because you don't see about it? (laughs) Yes. So they're they're rare because you don't know about it. But I'm every black. NBA, every I'm black, black NBA player is covered in tattoos and I don't see them covered in keloids. That's great. It's less, literally less than 1% of all men on the planet are <laughs> NBA players. That's your stat that you wanted to go for, you fucking idiot. Well, every NBA player. Oh, yeah, because every fucking black man is an NBA player. Forgot. No, let's use that as the fucking statistic. <laughs> mm. So I didn't say that it was the, the guy was making a good point. I'll just make it a point. So you were right. You were right. Yeah, yeah, I was right. I know that. And so I'm basically, right. it's but a, I also it's a I chore think being I think, right all the time. I think the internet said that I could still eat them cold out of the fridge. I yeah, just can't can. reheat them. You shouldn't reheat them. Yeah. So I'm gonna eat cold morel pasta for lunch, maybe because I got to eat 18 bucks worth of morels because Carrie didn't eat a lot of them. So 
That's what I prepared for you, Chef. It was a lot of fun. And I had it with a root beer. Um, very quickly changed the subject because Jamal got very mad at me. So I'm just like getting through this now. Let's just keep going. I don't want to <laughs> have to backtrack. <laughs> but, you know, when you were talking with the Battletoad about the the mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> did he give you any suggestions on reheating or anything like that? No, I didn't ask him. I didn't. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't trust a toad. Mm, it is that coded language. Yeah. <laughs> if a toad tells me something, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Mm. Well, I feel like if a slug tells you something, you should take it with a grain of salt. Because mm. they probably and then kill. Yeah. No, we did ask him what to prepare the mushrooms with. And he said, I don't know, flies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. I, I think, in all honesty, and I'm sure this guy is a very that's nice so guy. That's so fucking I, stupid. He <laughs> <laughs> was a toad. He was a frog. So stupid. <laughs> this, this is what toads do. I imagine this guy. You woke. He was in like his sleeping bag, sleeping, and you woke him. <laughs> and then he was like, "You were like, oh, can we have some mushrooms?" And he pulled out from the sleeping bag. He's like, "Yeah, I got some in here." He threw them down. You were like, "Yeah, we'll take this." He's like, "Yeah, eighteen bucks." <laughs> <laughs> he definitely made the price up. I mean, his weighing measurement was by handful, so mm-hmm. he was like, "These is about three handfuls," and you know. A chef does pinches and just eyeballs everything. So this mm-hmm. guy was a mushroom master. Mm-hmm. This frog was a mushroom master. Mm-hmm. Which 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 I I appreciate because when I did get home and Google more things about the mushrooms that we purchased, I did find out that there are fake morels that will kill you if you eat them. So oh, I got nice and scared about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm- mushrooms are dangerous. <clears throat> they taste good. Shiitake mushrooms are my favorite. They taste mm-hmm. good, but you should really just have them fresh. Make them when you're going to eat them. If you're going to eat them with like heating them up, just yes. heat them up the, the one time you're going to eat them. Jamal, you were right. So okay, yes. that concludes that. And I feel like now, after all this food talk, maybe we are four star all stars. <laughs> Great, that's perfect. Let's just cut. <laughs> we'll be back after this fucking break. <laughs> no, you've gone over. <laughs> and we're back. Season three, episode one, uh, four star, all stars. This is the technical first episode of season three where they have the all stars from season one and season four. And for season one, they brought back Tiffany, Harold, Dave, and Steven. And for season two, they brought back Elon, Elia, Marcel, and Sam. Uh, what'd you guys think of uh, this concept? I thought it was so cool to start off a new season, which is going to have all new fun chef contestants and, you know, follow the normal format rather than jumping into that in the beginning. They said, remember these things and remember how the show doesn't work. Let's do that (laughs) instead and make it more confusing. Let's do that. And then a little bit later, we'll get into actually what the show is and what the season's going to be. But not now. Not yet. Not yet. We're going to bring back, which I guess now I think about it, they love to do because the past two most recent seasons of Top Chef has been all that, bringing back Mm -hmm. old contestants Mm -hmm. and being like, remember this person? Um, So it is kind of on game for them. I do like that my one of my favorite people, Dave, was back and he Mm -hmm. is the same person. Everyone, listen. Everyone was hitting their game. They all were the same people, yep. basically. They were hitting it arguably too hard, um, but it was it was fun. It was like jumping right back into a you know I don't know a nice comfortable sweater that you put on. Yeah, it still and fits. you're like the neck may be stretched out a little bit and the wrist might be floppy, but this is my sweater. But I like it that way. Yeah, I like it. I have uh, big wrist and a big neck, so it works. Yeah, I was and that's to make that inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. I liked this, and yeah, it was stupid that they did it <laughs> at the beginning of the season. Um, but it was fun, and yeah, we got to see all of our old friends. Dave, the vampire, was there. Tiffany, the Boston Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Harold, our best friend of the whole wide world, who yep. loves our podcast. He Harold. was a guest. He's one. Go back, listen to it. What's up, brother? Dave again, Stephen. 
insane person. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, who keeps turning down our request to come on the show. Well, because he's too busy doing that show about the judge whose kid killed someone with a car. Yeah. Steven, get on this show. You know you, you belong here. Um, Elon, who's a horrible bully. Elia, who's <laughs> a passive bully. Sam, who's a beautiful bully. Oh, my God. The end when the, the season three person is like, oh, he's kind of attractive. And Tim Cook is like, kind of attractive. <laughs> so funny. He's like, are Perfect. you aware that he's a fan <laughs> favorite? And that's he the only reason we're bringing him sexy- back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, he was voted sexiest chef or whatever, <laughs> upcoming mm-hmm. chef. Come on. And then, of Two course, Marcel. Yeah, Marcel's <laughs> yes. back. Uh, Alon has a fun haircut, which I don't know if you guys could s- figure it out, but it looked like he had a city shaved yeah. into his head. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Looked like yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> you hated it? Yeah. Here's my thing. <clears throat> Alon in this episode to me has a lot of false um, humility where he's like trying to act like he's just this humble winner of uh, Top Chef. But in reality, he's got a new haircut. He's got new earrings. He says that he's changed, but he's still stirring up shit, knocking stuff over for Marcel. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like the false humility that he's displaying here. Like, just just admit that, you know, this has gone to your head, literally. Yeah. And you're still a piece of poop. Just pretend that you don't have seventy thousand dollars is what you yeah. made after taxes when you yeah. won Top Chef. Just pretend that probably days ago. Like yeah. I feel like they filmed this, this episode. This was recorded, yeah, literally like seconds after season two this, ended. Yeah, season two ended, and they literally had Harold, Tiffany, Stephen lined up already on a flight. I think mm-hmm. so. It it come out, and they. I think someone said like, "Oh, it feels so weird to be back." And it's like you just left. You just left. Yeah, you've been even gone if you're for season what? one, you were gone yeah. for a cup of coffee, and you're back yeah. now. Yeah, you took a direct your... flight from Hawaii to Miami. Yeah, yeah. from the finals. Yeah, there's been no yeah whatever a passage of time. They just went right into it. I, I can't. What I can't figure out with Alon is. And this is kind of harder because people are so like not really themselves in these earlier seasons. I think they're kind of playing it up. I don't know if he on purpose is like, I'm going to try and be a shithead. And also I don't give a shit about this episode, which we'll get into, but you really like, it seemed like he didn't give a shit or does he just like kind of suck? Like he can only do one thing. He can only do <laughs> Spanish style cooking. Well, we know one person who thinks he can only do one thing. We'll get that mm-hmm. clip. We'll get that clip later. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Someone very much thinks he can only do one thing and he's going to struggle. But uh, Stephen gives us our very first cooking 101 of the season. Let's listen to it. Raise the cloche in front of you. Oh, When we lifted it off was a satin pillow with two eggs on it. As far as any chef is concerned, if you can cook eggs, you can cook. If you can't cook eggs, you probably are better off not being in the kitchen. Cooking 101, you got to be able to cook eggs. So we should do a competition where we cook two eggs, and whoever cooks it the best is the chef. You guys don't uh, want to fuck with me with egg cooking. I want to throw it out you. there. I want to fuck with I, you with egg okay. cooking. Okay. Well, you I know want, what? I Maybe go we head need to, to make head. it a thing. I'd like to go head-to-head against you, and hey, your wife can judge. That's how <laughs> confident that's a- I am. <laughs> that's how confident I am. <laughs> I... For a period of time, for about two or three months, made, you know, to to what Steven did, uh, Mm -hmm. a French omelet every single day Mm -hmm. for two. Listen, I'm very, very good at eggs. So we we can do it, but it's at your own risk. I'm I'm, I'm ready to risk it all. Okay. Well, so Brian has been very quiet during this, so he doesn't want none. No, my eggs, uh, I. Um, rubber. I did. I did the <laughs> no. I started doing the Gordon Ramsay scrambled eggs recently, mm-hmm. where he like cooks them and takes them off the heat. Hold on them. a second. I don't believe you did that. That takes way too much work. Well, I, I didn't put. I didn't put creme fraiche in it. I did just like take it off the thing and stir it. Keep stirring it. Put it on the thing. Stir it. And it it, it is better than what I normally do. Yeah. But I cook eggs like your parents cook steak. Like my mom <laughs> cooks like steak. It's just like it's like eggs are just like. Eggs just exist to be. It's it's just like you just like cook them until they're done and then you eat them. You cook them until they're 
hardest until they aren't runny anymore and you eat them. I used to put Kraft American singles in eggs, like tear them up and put them in the eggs as I was cooking them. I cook eggs like garbage. Okay. So this. So yeah, I'll also go head to head. I'll bring it. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, we should all three do it, knowing that Brian, much like the fancy league, is already out. And uh, <laughs> it's really between me and Reeves. I think Top Chef is fun. really pushing this egg narrative. They're always like, if you can't cook a perfect omelet, you can't be a chef. They're always talking about it. But well, also, one of their biggest donors is the egg lobby. So I think mm-hmm. I think Big Egg is involved. Yeah. Big um, egg heads. But egg. tell me, is this supposed to be a bit of a like double entendre with two eggs on a satin pillow? Mm. What would the entendre mean? Two eggs on a mm-hmm. on a sexual satin pillow. Are you trying to say that that would be like two balls? I think so. And satin boxers, <laughs> just like presented on a satin pillow. Like it just like the fact that it's like on this red, sexy satin pillow. Two okay. eggs. Okay. Um, Wouldn't just like one egg have been funnier to see? Like here's one egg, make a bunch of eggs, but two eggs. I think huevos, huevos, those yes. huevos. Dos huevos on a satin pillow. I think it would have been a more interesting challenge if they could only use one egg. They had to cook something. I mean, because two eggs is usually a traditional thing. If you're making like one dish, you use two eggs. Yeah. But one egg would have been more difficult. Also, they can only cook with one hand. You know, whatever. That's not important for what we're talking about. But that is part of the challenge. Um, I would like, I think it would be interesting if it was like they pulled it off and there's just one little tiny egg there. And they're like, this is the only egg you get. And if you mess it but up. But do you think they only got two eggs? Do you think they couldn't get any more eggs? Like if they, they messed up one egg? or They, they could be eggs in the pantry, right? Yeah, oh. I think they could have gotten. I think they could have gotten more eggs. Okay. okay. So maybe if there was like a big sausage in between the two eggs, then this would work. You guys would like follow me on this satin pillow. Two, two eggs on a satin pillow with a big sausage in between what them. What color is the sausage? Uh... Skin tone. Skin tone. <laughs> Whose skin? What's whoever who it's it's whoever takes the, the the thing off that they they match it to the contestant. Got it. So my sausage would be more like a blood sausage. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I think the reason they maybe didn't hit you over the head with that sexual entendre is because mm-hmm. they just they really get into it later. Steven constantly calls food sexy. Mm-hmm. Um Alan uses an immersion mm-hmm. blender with his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it looks like he's doing something. It looks yeah, a little sexual. So I think there was already some sexiness in the episode, so they felt like they didn't really need to hit you over the head with it too much. Do we want to talk about what they had to do for this quick fire challenge? What the uh crazy thing was? Do we want to play this clip? We can just say what it is. They had okay. to make a, eggs with one hand. <laughs> with one hand tied behind their back. Not really tied, but they had to put one hand behind their back wearing a big In a oven mitt. mitt. And they couldn't use it. I love that Harold's keeping his whole game going of being like, I hate being on here. Yeah. I hate this yeah. fucking show. Yeah. He's been, this is <laughs> why can't we just cook? Yeah. yeah. He's like, why can't we just cook? He even I, mentions, he's like, I know I couldn't do this again. There is a point where he's getting some people are like having because I guess it's season versus season. So like their their friends or their season are helping them sometimes if they need like another hand. There's a point where Harold needs Dave to help him with one of his pants. <laughs> Dave goes to grab it and he just goes, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. And Dave is completely okay with it. You know, as we know, he is the, he is a dead person. He is a vampire, so this doesn't <laughs> affect him. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. It's not even that hot. But Harold was so worried about his hand. <laughs> also, there's a point clip? where um, we don't need to. I just explain okay. it. I think we're good. I think there's also a point where maybe you guys are going to explain this to me. They open the fridge and something breaks. Mm-hmm. Like Tiffany breaks something, something falls out, and they both yell, man down, man, man down. Is that a thing? Or is so, that like both of them making a joke? So I think that is because when you're in a cooking competition, it's exactly like being in war. Mm. And so when mm. something falls, breaks, you can't stop and help up someone. You got to say, man down. And then they also scream, medic. Mm-hmm. And then they come and take care of it. But you got to keep going forward because you have a mission. Well, also, like, it it got like really slow mo and like the color washed out and it was like just like gray and blue yeah. and it was like Medic! and you just yeah. heard you heard like 
pots and pans rattling yeah, in the background falling, like gunfire, yeah. like doo, doo, yeah. fire, and they're like, no. So Stephen looking left and right, like his eyes were like bulging out of his skull. He's like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. It cuts to it cuts to like Marcel, and he's like not got anything below both his knees. And he's like yeah. looking at, it and it's like, where are my legs? Yeah, and then Dave is kind of like drinking wine, like heavily out of the bottle. He's not even using the glass anymore. Mm, yeah, Harold is like in the fetal position. He doesn't even want to stand up. He's like, I don't want to be here. I'm just going to try and like just see this quick fire out. Yeah. They get to the point where they're showing their dishes and he's like, I don't have, I didn't, I didn't have anything. There's nothing I could have done. I was too scared. And Tom grabs him by the shoulders. He's like, you need to man up. You need to get out there and help your country. Season one is your country. He shakes him so much. And then Harold's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I just want to (laughs) cook. He had the he had the hat that said "Born to Cook" on it, yeah. written. Yeah. <laughs> and he had like a a salt packet tucked into his uh, helmet. <laughs> so that's war movies and cooking. Um, <laughs> so they cooked uh, eggs, and uh, it was fun to watch. Like we mentioned, people put things in their mouths. People were helping each other. It's nice. Uh, Steve, uh, Marcel does a foam. He does a foam thing. Mm-hmm. And he put the egg. Do you guys eat the egg out of the eggshell like that? I've seen people do that. You ever done that? that. I've never done it. (laughs) Well, I think he he cooked it in some way and then put it back in. It was more like a presentational thing, right? But have you done that? Just eaten straight. I haven't. No, because they can make Well, that's going to not bode well for uh, when we face off against each other because I'm going to do eggs five ways. (laughs) Five ways? (laughs) Five ways. Well, you guys know, of course, that the chef hat. All of the the folds in it represent the different ways that you can actually cook eggs. What? And that's that's and that's a cooking fact. Mm. And why mm. don't you walk us through uh, the uh, different uh, ways you can cook an egg? Oh, absolutely. There's sunny side up. Wait, so there are five folds: fried fried eggs, two uh-huh. scrambled eggs, three mm-hmm. lean eggs, four poached eggs Benedict. Five. These are five things. These are eggs. five things. Oh, I was going to do a lot more. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going to do it like Forrest Gump? Um, yeah, but that's okay. Maybe I'll hit it later. <laughs> just keep, just pepper them throughout the episode. <laughs> Don't use too much pepper. Pepper is a finishing seasoning. Yes. That's true. Um, so another thing. dish. Finish him, pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Can we listen to Tom being giddy when he's tasting the food, please? Yes, let's do it. Because this was... Uh, Something. Interesting. Isn't necessarily a good thing when somebody eats your food and this is interesting. Thanks for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me in the episode when he was like, hmm, interesting. Well, thanks for breakfast, everyone. <laughs> he 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 does that more in his like in his last chance kitchen stuff now. He has his little quips. Yeah. Like, he's little like, oh, thanks for breakfast because I made you make breakfast. Like, oh, okay. Like, it's like, that's what he thinks is yeah. very funny. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks it's funny to be all lighthearted. These people have been in fucking war here. <laughs> yeah. And he's making jokes about how I made you guys all go crazy just to make me a little breakfast. And he was like, and to be honest, I didn't even like all of it. Some of it yeah. tasted like. <laughs> but thanks for breakfast. Yeah. Thanks for breakfast. <laughs> You'll find out what I really. Think about it when I do the review. Mm-hmm. So they they had two winners, right? Um, well, Stephen won by making the perfect one-handed omelet. And, and then, then they Tom said the says, team. Yeah. Team that won is also yes. team one. Yeah. So overall, team one won twice. It, it seemed like they didn't like team one's eggs as much because team one had Dave who – wait, was Dave team one? Dave is team one. Yeah. Dave who overcooked his eggs and Tiffany who undercooked her eggs. Yep. Uh, so was One-handed. Stephen's eggs just that good? Was, was his omelet just well, that I mean, good? Well, I mean, he made Perfect. all he did was the traditional omelet. And if you can do that perfectly, I'm telling you, it's enough to win a competition and Reeves will find that out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> perfect omelet. It's hard to yep. get past that technique. Don't yep. sweat the technique. Tom yep. likes that kind of stuff. He also um, likes that, that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves 90s hip hop. He loves it. Um, 
they're also supporting charities. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if they mentioned that until after this quick fire win, where I find out that this money is actually going to charity. That it's not going to them. Did they mention mm-hmm. it up top? I don't think no, so. No, I think not until right then. Right yeah. until it's like you get your money is going to go towards this charity, and they yeah. say what what they've picked and mm-hmm. Susan G. Yeah, Team One said Susan G. Komen. Season Two said like a childhood hunger thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marcel's now, in comparison, doesn't sound as important. Mm-hmm. Marcel's children childhood hunger doesn't sound as important as Susan G. Corman as saving the titties. No, it's the slogan is tatas. <laughs> Haven't you seen the stickers all over cars? Um. Okay. So yeah, they had charities. Um. The final <laughs> challenge they had to do the All Stars had to make a four course meal head to head, and they had to cook it for the season three contestants. This is beyond insane to me. It's a the, really good idea. The season three contestants get to judge. They get People to judge. Done it. And we don't know anything about them. Nope. We've barely Nothing's introduced. We don't know. They don't say like, this is this person. We get any kind of intro. It's just, they're just there. And we constantly get a little runner below them to remind us of their names because you don't know who they are. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you get a little bit of a feel for their personalities. Kind of. And they suck. Mm-hmm. This going around the room, I think this is gonna be a bad season because none of these people are faces that show up in Top Chef anymore. Really, nope. like Brian shows up later in All Stars, maybe one or two other people, but other than that, like these are all nobodies. Yeah, and take that. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> mean, I guess they're not nobodies. <laughs> they they aren't. Uh, they're not recurring. Top Chef doesn't fall in love with them and use them later. Yes, that's they're- true. I would agree that they're not people that they're bringing back now. I think that there's at least three or four people that come back for some of the return seasons because Trey comes back, Dale comes back, someone else, one of the female chefs comes back too. Yeah. And so there's people that come back. Yes. Um, But I don't think that they are, they're not like Sam. They're not celebrity chefs. Fan favorites. Yes. They're not. They're not hot. They're not hot. They're yeah. a bunch of uggos. It's um, yep. and that's an important part of cooking. <laughs> Be pretty. So I guess this is the All Star season, so it makes sense. But like this challenge is not a challenge. This is like they're given the four best ingredients in the entire world, and if I told you to guess what they were, you would say, I don't know, scallops, lobster, uh, Kobe beef, and maybe you would say duck, maybe not, but um. Those are the four ingredients that everyone wants to cook with everyone wants. So these is this is just like this is softball. They're playing softball. Yeah. They're, Notice how they they're didn't give them sl- chicken. Slow pitch, underhand softball, slow pitch. Notice how they didn't give them chicken because that's poor people who we find out. Yeah. Yeah. You're not water. And Brian just spilled uh, water all over his recording equipment. Just on the floor. And He's so when this episode doesn't come out on time. It's just on the floor. It's mostly ice. Mushrooms growing from his carpet. Oh, and then I'll use them later to make a to kill myself because they'll be poisonous. <laughs> the poison. <laughs> um so Marcel's back. He openly mm-hmm. talks about how he hasn't changed at all his yep. personality or anything. <laughs> he watched the show and thought I am flawless. There's nothing yeah. I need to change about myself. And if you think that that's a joke, take a listen to Marcel uh talk about his teammate. Hours with like fab ducks. Ducks aren't huge in Spanish cuisine, so I think Alan's going to be a little bit pressed for what he's going to do, considering he's a little bit limited with his style of cooking. Okay, it's good to know that he's grown and able to, you know, say things that are complimentary to his teammates. Marcel's allowed to take shots at Elon. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna permit that. Elon was you, such a that? dick to him in their season. Marcel can like be a better person and still say that Elon sucks shit and be mean to him. Okay. Well, I, I thought the hatchet was buried. Yeah. They said that, but said it's that. not. It's unburied now. They they dug it up. The thing about a hatchet that's buried is you can dig it up. Mm-hmm. And, and is the hatchet <laughs> is 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 there beef still going because of Marcel's rap career? Mm. Well, all the best rap careers have beef. Yes, so. they do. There are no vegan rappers. Mm-mm. I think. I would assume that Logic is a vegan rapper, but maybe that's just me assuming. Well, that's part of the problem. He doesn't have any beef. <laughs> You're going to play the clip of Marcel rapping? Yeah, let's do Marcel rapping. Harold, 
what? Steven, what? Tiffany, what? Dave, bring it. I'm gonna bust out the in the kitchen cause I got a serious itching to lay it down like the serious dishin'. Rapping about what's gonna happen. I'm like Kid Icarus, my it's gonna be delicious. I'm like Kid Icarus, life is gonna be delicious. Well, that's not really what happened to Icarus. Yeah, it wasn't Icarus's thing uh, that he was a video game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh huh. And in the game, you had to oh, you had one objective: just don't fly too close to the sun. Yeah, and then you right. die if you did fly too close to the sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like that Top Gun game. It was hard to do. Yeah, it was because everywhere you went on the planet, the gravitational pull was pulling you towards the sun. Mm-hmm. So you had to constantly like fly away from it. Mm-hmm. And the game was tough to do. Did um, the guy that sold you mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> he fly on a plane too? That's another video game. He had like this floating, like you mentioned his jet ski, which he did have. Mm-hmm. And the other that's like this like floating sort of thing that was like sort of like a jet ski, but it flew. Mm. And it was cool. And then he punched me a bunch and threw me at the screen. Okay. Yep. That and that's friends. Just we're give talking me a about second. Improv. <clears throat> give and... me a second to get up onto which game you guys are referencing. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I well, as the listeners, you guys could know, give I... more if you could give more hints so that I can be brought in. Mm. Well, it's not Star Fox, right? No, no, no. There was a there was a frog in Star Fox. His name was Flippy. Um. Mm. Reeves, do you want to explain Battletoads? I'm trying to get Uh, a jet ski. Battletoads is a video game where a bunch of really strong toads who are also... (laughs) Wait, was there a jet ski in that game? Yes. There's a very long jet ski. I don't think I ever got to that part. Yeah, well, it's hard and no one gets by it. I always died at the the second level. That's probably where it was. It was was pretty early on in the game. Yeah, Yeah, okay. It's notoriously hard game and yes people okay, so don't you guys play are better it. at that game than me great probably not I, I also want to point out that with marcel he says smackdown four times in this episode <laughs> mm-hmm. he refers to what's going on the challenge as a smackdown no one else mentions it once he is the only person, and in four different occasions, he calls it a SmackDown, which means either he, for whatever reason, thought it would be funny to say this over and over again, <laughs> or he read something wrong and was like, this is a SmackDown, <laughs> and kept using it, and everyone was looking at him like, why does he keep saying SmackDown? And he was like, well, that's why it's called it's a SmackDown. We have to keep I think it so. I so I I asked Tom about this because it, it it really mm. stuck it really stuck with me that he kept calling it a SmackDown, and Tom said that in the in the pitch meeting for this episode they're like okay guys we're gonna have this competition and uh it's gonna be all stars you're gonna be going against season one and season two and we'll see who wins and the money's gonna go to go towards um charities mm-hmm. and Marcel kept being like hey can we call it a SmackDown and <laughs> at first kind of. People just like blew past this question and kept like going. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll keep talking. So so it's these four people and these four people. And then Marcel again raised his hand. And he's like, hey, but like, what if we called it a SmackDown? Mm-hmm. And and Tom was like, okay, you know, we'll take it, in, we'll take it into consideration, uh, but we're not going to commit to that right now. It's just a competition. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Marcel, one last time, hands up, and Tom puts his head down. <sighs> Marcel. And Marcel goes, but if it was a SmackDown <laughs> and my dogs are parking again and they're like, no. And then I think what happened is Tom just told him, fine, yeah, call it a SmackDown. Uh, mm. Hoping he would just like, you know, move past this and forget about it. But he didn't. He kept doing it. Yeah. I think that's definitely what happened. And we're keeping that in. Um, I like that story. It was, it was true and it was very good. Um, mm. And also keep the dog part in. That helped. The dogs are They're going crazy Yeah they're so pissed They're just trying to defend Your castle basically Yeah they've got a new castle They're hearing new sounds Might Mm. be a ghost who knows 
Well, we just need to just talk about what are they cooking? I mean, they they put them in a small apartment, you know. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. good for TV. And Dave gets right into it with a glass of wine and says, if the bitch can cook, you can cook. And he's talking about Marcel. Marcel's like, oh, you're calling me a bitch now. And then Harold has to be like, he speaks for like the second time all episode. And is like, just stop. Mm-hmm. We're here to cook. Enough of this. BS. He's the daddy of the, yeah, of, the, he's of, the dad. of Top Chef. First winner. He's daddy. He doesn't yeah. have time for this nonsense. He's going to start just, boxing years. Everyone yeah. doesn't shut up. They get to the day of cooking, and you know it's Harold up against Elon, the two winners. I'm I'm here for it. Tom comes in and points out to Stephen that his wine pairing was probably a bad choice because it could end up working better for the other course that he's up against, and it blows up Stephen's brain because he didn't think about it. It's beautiful. You watch it break. Like he is so he's so bright before Tom tells him because he's so proud of himself that he's like, I'm doing that thing that people expect from me with wine. And then Tom drops a fucking bomb on him. And it's just like the you can see the lights shutting out in his face. He's so upset about the fact that he might help the other team. The only thing better than that is later on when he's literally handing out the wine, Hung says with him at the table, let's see if the wine makes it taste uh-huh. better. He drinks it and he goes, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and Stephen's so, right so there. So shady and bitchy <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. that. Just to be like, he's, nope. Yeah, he's like, nope. Then then nope. He knows how to be on Top Chef. He's like ready yeah. to be on yeah, the show. Yeah, he's ready to be on the show. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait yeah. to be like that. Yeah, throw it in his yeah. fucking face. Yeah, Hung's going to be fun. So let's say. let's get to how Dave talks to the servers because that's always oh, fun. <laughs> let's get to work. Servers, where's our team? Let's get over here. Blah, blah, blah. Come here. Come on. Come on, everyone. Think, think server. Think smart. You know the rules. Don't put your fingers in the food. Don't drop it. I can make more, but I don't want to make more. I'll get pissed off. So we'll get all that out. Once we've got all the food out, I'll be chatting. We'll be laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Then you will take out the beverages, okay? It's great working with Dave. He's passionate. He's on fire. Okay, we're spilling. We're spilling. Where did they get these servers from? Servers. Thanks for helping, but it's not the level of server that I'm used to. That was a little bit of an issue. <laughs> you know the okay. rules. Don't stick your fingers in the <laughs> That's a reference to season one, right? For finger in the sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, finger in the Possibly. sauce. Possibly. But why would a server do that? A server is not supposed to be checking the foods. Yep. <laughs> That's it, for, like, it, it's like telling like a gardener, like you know the rules. Don't tear up all the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I I go to the dentist and I'm like, all right, first rule, you know the rule. Don't knock all my teeth down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Harold's like Dave's passionate. No, he's, passionate. he's being a monster. Dave right is now. passionate. He's Where'd so they get these servers from? Yeah. <laughs> they get from? They're clearly of a smaller caliber than what Dave is used to having. <laughs> yeah. He's so upset. So work on your caliber of server, Top Chef, season three. I'm sure and they'll get better. Jamal, I'm sorry, but Reeves and I did this thing where we each did a joke on what it would be like. What's the first rule thing? And he did mm-hmm. gardening and I did dentist. And I want you to do one too, please. Oh, God, and I was hoping I didn't have to do the rule of threes right now because <laughs> I didn't have anything. And I think as a good comedian, you should know that I don't always have to be funny. I kind of can ride the wave of other people being funny, enjoy their funny. But here's Brian now kind of pointing out that I didn't make a funny. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to enjoy your guys funny. I don't need it to be about me all the time. And even again, when I just want to exist, it's not enough. I have to then do something more you're stalling i am stalling because i don't have one and what let's if, just move on what if reeves gave you a, a profession and then you failed it? <laughs> all right go ahead reeves give me a profession um god i hate this what's a good profession just do anti-humor like reeves would do to cap off a three he would do something yeah. that wasn't funny on purpose or very easy yeah it's, it's the okay. easiest it's, thing and it's, it it's like works. being it's like working at an ice cream shop and you gotta say hey don't melt my ice cream there you yeah, go. That works. Great. That works. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I might well. have said, "Don't put my finger. Don't put your finger in it." Okay, great. <laughs> great. Okay, great. Glad we did all of that on air. <laughs> so yeah, Dave is talking to the servers in that interesting way. Um, 
Marcel seems to know people uh, uh, from season three's cast. They know Marcel. Hung knows Marcel, and that's mm. very interesting. Padma says that there are disciples of Marcel. Yeah, there's literally disciples. He's starting a cult, and the cult is called Be Whoever You're Going to Be, Don't Ever Grow Up. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Peter Pan. The guest judges also comment on Elan's haircut, and they don't like it. Neither do I. Um, there's something about hair on this show that if you do something that draws attention to your hair and you're not one of the judges, it's a problem. Don't do it. You let your cooking speak for you. Yeah. Um, people at the table, the uh, contestants love Harold's very simple dish, which is, again, just keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. Keep it no, simple. No, the judges didn't like Harold's very simple dish. Well, he liked it enough because at the end he wins over Ilan. So they like. Well, because Ilan completely fucked up. Yeah. And that's why you keep it simple, stupid. Ilan... I, for whatever he he first of all complained that two hours was not enough to cook duck, uh-huh. which I think <laughs> which is, is true insane. <laughs> only if you want to cook it in one very specific way. Yeah. You can cook duck and under and have it be good in under two hours. Uh-huh. Um, he had this idea where he wanted to take the skin off, crisp the skin or something, and then deep fry the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and then he didn't do that, and instead. He had some shitty duck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't know how to cook it, and by default, Harold won. He overcooked his duck too. Yeah, that guy Howie, who's going to be great on season three, is like, I would yeah. never, I would I never, never well cook duck ever. I never do it ever. Yeah, and he never does say it like life. he's got mashed potatoes in his mouth. I love like how it says that he's it. from Manhattan, New York. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Manhattan. I grew up there. I grew up in Times Sebastian. Square. That's my family. <laughs> show. We need Sebastian to come back oh, on the yeah. show and see if he's a real New Yorker or not. I think there is a guy. It's not how he's the other New York guy who, at the end, when it shows the preview for the season three, who's got the Italia like soccer jersey on, yes, yeah. is Sebastian Canelli playing a character, <laughs> and that's now canon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we gotta have like... him back and have him be that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, they go to the the final table and they gotta go heads up. And I don't know if we want to play the clip; it's kind of long. But season one wins. Yeah, comparison. season one wins. He- heads up with the dishes. Season one wins three to one. So I... they outcook season two, and Stevens' um, very um, cocky attitude and confidence paid off because he was right. I yeah I I loved that when they were when Tom was like no one looked at the foods and of course Stephen and Marcel who probably didn't look at all the foods were like no, no I did I did yeah, yeah yeah I did and I tasted all of them too and I and I looked at all of them and I gave them all kisses on the way out of the door mm-hmm. and Stephen's like yeah ours were the best hands down and Marcel's like I have to disagree yeah. <laughs> I think Tim Cook was like good you should disagree yeah and I guess that was just like one of the things where like you should be confident about your food it wasn't actually better but you should yeah. say it is yeah yeah which I'm I'm like Tim Cook um shut up we're not making apples here mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you know and maybe we go back to what we were talking about before with the mushroom guy or do we want to leave it so yes. battle toads was like a game franchise it was sort of like a like a, a cheaper version of like the ninja turtles it was like mm-hmm. people love these ninja fighting turtles maybe they'll love kicking butt rude toads too mm-hmm. and the one that i like the best is they did a crossover with double dragon which is two white guys who do ninja yeah, mm-hmm. they do a lot of ninja stuff. I just want to say Padma ends the episode by playfully saying, pack your knives and go, and Tom pisses himself with laughter. <laughs> he thinks it's he the funniest so fucking funny. thing that he's ever heard in his He's life. like, no one's really being eliminated, so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, he says. I think this is so nice to see Tom so engaged. He's so giddy and happy to be doing this again, yeah. to jump into a new season. Yeah. To be back in that, Tom, is so nice after seeing just such a beaten down man in this past <laughs> a man He's who's smiling. He a looks shadow younger. of his former self yeah. who is so upset to have to just be involved in the show. But here he's just he's having the time of his life. Having a great time. He's in Miami, living it up. He's gonna be hope hopefully a lot of white. I want to see a lot of people wearing white. Yeah. Miami white suits, cocaine around their nose, burnt to crisp from being in the sun too much. That's what I, that's what I want out of the season. Mm-hmm. I want to see a Scarface reference. I want to see Will Smith talked about. Mm-hmm. Those, you want to see those. Miami Vice? Mm-hmm. What cook for police officers? Undercover I want, crooked police officers. I want Jimmy Butler to show up. Go back mm-hmm. in time. 
He, was, he would have been like five when this episode came yeah, out. Probably. Yeah, I want Jimmy <laughs> Butler in here and I want him to say, I'm locked in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm locked in want, to winning this competition. Oh. He just does coffee the entire time. <laughs> he comes in and talks shit about everyone there. He's like, y'all suck. Y'all can't fucking cook like me. He only yeah, shows up for the last two minutes of the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. I'm stoked for this season. It seems like there's a lot of funny characters there. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's way different so, than what we just so experienced. And it's definitely one. better than if we watched Tops of Amateur, which, again, looks like garbage. Yeah. I watched and, it. Um, I oh. tell you what, if you're watching Top Chef Amateur and you're hoping we would do Top Chef Amateur, go ahead and leave us a review about what you think of Top Chef Amateur and whether or not you think it's something we well, should do. Well, let's – how about we at. do a new segment where we spend the last minute of the episode talking about Top Chef Amateur because okay. Reeves watched it. We'll we'll do that right now. Go ahead, Reeves. Yeah, it sucks. It's just – there's <laughs> nothing interesting about it other – like basically the whole show is just – these amateur contestants talking about how excited they are to be working with top chef alum. It's kind of like nailed it, um, which I like nailed it, but I don't, I, I don't need to see a top chef version of nailed it. Great. And that was the one minute wrap of, of top chef amateurs with Reeves. Mm. And that's also the wrap up of the first episode of season three. Join us next week when we actually get introduced to the actual cast of season three and it's not an all-star episode. So look forward to that. And just so people um, aren't confused, we're talking about season three, but this is season four of our podcast. Yes, yeah, season four of our podcast, but season three of Top Chef as we're rewatching because we just did our real season three was season eighteen, and that shouldn't be that confusing to everyone. I mean, your our demographic skews older. Yeah, and if you can get the timeline of Fast and Furious, you can get what our podcast is doing. Yeah, yeah. and on that note, we're gonna pack our knives.